Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 25 of the Stay Grounded Podcast. I'm your host, Raj. Uh, Hope you're having an amazing day, whether you're driving to work or you're cleaning your home and you're listening, uh, wherever you choose to listen from, just know that I'm super grateful that you're listening and that you're a part of the show and the community. And I really appreciate it. And I hope, uh, I hope this week's episode is exactly what you need to uh, get started because that's how I felt after I got done listening to Miss Karen Briscoe. Uh, so Karen is the principal owner of the Huckabee Briscoe Conroy Group, HBC, with Keller Williams. Uh, her group has been recognized by the Wall Street Journal as one of the 250 top realtor teams in the United States. Uh, and when I say that, she, she sold over 1,500 homes at valued over $1.5 billion since 1977. So Karen knows a little bit about selling homes, um, but uh, what I wanted uh, her to talk more about on the show, uh, which is her recent endeavor, is the five-minute uh, five success concept. So Karen uh, created a concept named the five-minute success, which is essentially her ritual and her mindset and her way of life that boils down self-development and, and, and creating a life of abundance down to five minutes in your day. Uh, I heard her on another podcast and I was almost like just blown away by the concept and the simplicity of it because I think we, we, we do a lot to overcomplicate personal development. I know I have, especially when I first got started. When I first got started, I got a little overwhelmed. I was like, oh, I have to work out. Oh, I have to read these books. So I have to journal and meditate. And and there's just so much to do um, that I just felt overwhelmed. And uh, overwhelm for me was a form of procrastination. I wouldn't even start because I felt like there was just so much to do. So when I heard about the five-minute success concept that Karen has brilliantly instilled into a book and a community and her own podcast, I I, I fell in love. I love the idea of of simplifying something that's so um, broad, like personal development, into something that you can do within five minutes on a day-to-day. And Karen goes into detail on how you can use the five-minute success concept uh, to create just a life of momentum, movement, happiness, and just overall getting over humps of things that you either pushed off or didn't do. And Karen's awesome at this. And she definitely made me want to get off my butt and go do the things that I'd been pushing off for weeks or months or years for that matter. So I'm a big fan of Karen, and I'm just grateful that she was able to come on our show and share her wisdom. And so I know you guys are going to love this episode, uh, and I'm super excited to get started. But before we do, 
If you haven't already, subscribe and review our show on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you choose to listen to our show. Give me some feedback. Leave your, leave your thoughts, especially if you don't like the show. Um, if you love the show, I'd love to hear your thoughts too. But uh, I want to hear from you if you don't like the show. I want to know what I can change, how we can improve. In fact, shoot me an email. Um, Chief Brewer at javapress.com. Javapress has an E at the end. Uh, and, and let me know. I want to know how these episodes are impacting you. I want to know what you like about them, what you don't like about them, how we can be better, how, how we can make this show something that um, really helps you uh, get to the bottom of any mindset or, or anything that, that, that's holding you back. I want this show uh, to help as many people as possible, and I want it to help you create a life uh, that you love. And so I'm, I'm, I'm all on board. So let me know what you need. And the only way to do that is by giving me feedback. So if you haven't already do that, but, uh, now, now to the juicy stuff, uh, without further ado, here is Miss Karen Briscoe. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of the Stay Grounded podcast. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm so excited uh, to have uh, today's guest on our show. Karen, how are you? I am excellent. And I can tell you've had your cup of coffee, Ross. Yeah, I've uh, <laughs> actually. So I am uh, flying high, uh, my friends. So super excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for making the time. Um, and yeah, so I, I would love to just start diving in. Um, tell me, uh, we've already covered a little bit about you in, in the intro, but tell me a little bit more about where you're at right now. How did you get like just more of your story? Um, and then obviously let's talk about the five minute success. Cause that's, I'm super excited to dive into that. Well, about how the origin of the five minute success. So I'd had for quite some time, people said that I should write a book and I felt Led to write a book, compelled to write a book. I, I've been successful in real estate since uh, the early 2000s. And a lot of times when people achieve a high level of success, people want to know how they do it, right? Yep, yep. And so I was contemplating this and we've been working with a coach. And that was a few years ago. And a year later, I was at a, a mastermind coaching group, uh, Take a deep dive into one topic and I picked the book and I had this epiphany that it was a year later and I still hadn't written my book and the other epiphany was the only thing stopping me from doing that was me mm, yeah. and I was like wow that was just like seems it seems so simple but it was very um very impactful because I came back from that retreat and said if I say writing a book is important to me, then I need to figure it out. And so then a couple of things happened along the way. I had read this book by Gretchen Rubin called Better Than Before. So you being interested in happiness, she had written The Happiness Project. Yep. And yep. she had studied what people said would make them happy. And they invariably said, well, when I do this, then I'll be happier. When this happens, I'll do happier. And she's like, well, why don't you do it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, seems pretty simple. You say yeah. you want this and you'll be happy. Then why aren't you doing that? And so what she found was people needed actual skills and strategies and techniques and habits yeah. for building happiness into their life. And so one of the habits in this book, Better Than Before, was to get up an hour earlier. 
Mm. And the there's one point in time in northern North America where daylight savings time is a fallback, and you actually have an hour extra that day, and your body clock's already on that hour, and so it happened to be October when this happened, this epiphany happened, and it happened to be October when daylight savings time, and I was like, that's my time, because I, 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 yeah, my limiting belief was I didn't have enough time, and I didn't have enough money, and here was this time, so I committed to get up an hour early and to write my book. And that was what led me to meet Hal Elrod and the Miracle Morning. And then I put that ritual into my life as well, which has had another whole impact. But that's where the book origin is. So the idea of the five-minute success, that came about because there are many, many books on real estate, on business, on that are out there. And I was yeah. like, what I'd found is many of the people that they had this belief that they didn't have time to read a book. Yeah. Even though they knew they and felt that they should do work on their personal business development, there was this time factor. And I was like, okay, well, do you have five minutes? And everybody said they have five minutes. I was like, okay, so if I wrote a book that it only took five minutes to read, and yet you'd get one concept every day that you could put into practice in your personal and business life, and that that would then improve your happiness in your, yeah. you know, achieving what you want to achieve, would you do it? And invariably, everybody said, well, yeah, five minutes, and yes, I would do that. And so spiritual and motivational literature has done this for quite some time, right? Daily yep. readers. yep. This is a kind of a new genre for that type of what I call delivery system. It's yeah. a different delivery system. Uh, and the, the thing is, is the discovery that I've had with people is that it's actually very powerful because traditional books, particularly business books, are what I call linear. Chapter yeah. one, chapter two, chapter three. The idea is, you know, if you have a set amount of time to read, you may stop in a place that's illogical right? Yeah. If you have a daily reader and it's one page and you can take it all in and then put it into practice, you actually, what I found with many people is one thing, doing one thing and focusing on one thing a day actually has more impact than many times training and and reading and, and, you know, well, actually practically anything is almost tsunami oriented. It's like, you have too much information. In fact, you could say that about, you know, most things right now. There's too much information. So how do you discern what to focus on? And and so focusing on one thing I've found for many people is, is very beneficial. That's amazing. Have you read The One Thing? Absolutely. Yeah. What's the one thing I can do such by doing that everything else is easier or unnecessary? Yep. Yep. That's uh, That was actually one of the first books uh, I read uh, when I first started getting into to personal development and productivity. And uh, it's, it made a huge impact on me. And I, I couldn't agree more, especially with what you said about um, like today's day and age, people don't have the, uh, not everybody can start a book from start to finish chapter by chapter by chapter. And I love, I love the way your, your concept is all about what can I do today and just open up a new page and do it. So tell me more about the five minute success, the book itself, what kind of stuff do you like, what is that one thing that you push people to do? Is it read five minutes a day? Is it make time for themselves? Uh, I remember reading on the website that you even attach it to rituals. Can you elaborate a little more on that? 
Well, so attaching it to rituals, and you know, I love the fact that it's a, a staying grounded podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, and the concept of it because actually. Um, it's found that when you attach a new habit or behavior to an existing habit or behavior, you're more likely to be able to to put it into practice and to sustain it. And and so what happens is it's called habit stacking. So you stack an existing habit with a habit that you want to create, and it's kind of sticky, right? It yep. attaches better, and you get the benefit of both. So you enjoy your cup of coffee, you spend the five minutes um, investing in your personal and business development, and then because of the 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 fact that you're more likely to remember because you'll remember you're going to get your cup of coffee, your book's going to be right there, um, habit formation is more likely to be sustained, the the book actually has, believe it or not, a structure, even though every day is different, because actually my publisher told me it had to. But the other reason is it's found that there are some core elements to business and um, in entrepreneurship and sales. And so every day is different. So that kind of feeds into not just the sales profile of, you know, always after the shiny object or the next you know, kind of squirrel phenomenon, you get distracted yeah. easily. Yep, yep. But it, well, I think I actually I would say that many people succumb to that because uh, Google has now said that at five minutes is the attention span of the average American. But the idea of every day being different, it'll keep the newness fresh, but then over time it builds on itself yeah. so that then you get the core fundamentals of what, of what will help you achieve at a higher level. And so the the core concepts are the commit to get leads, which is business development, prospecting, lead generation. Everybody yeah. does that because, you know, even dentists, they need patients. Yep, yep. Right? You know, I mean, but coffee companies need people drinking coffee, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right? And so, and then there's consult to sell. So there's the process. Uh, you take the customer or client through. So like, for example, and, you know, if you have a, a, a you know, a, a coffee house where people come to enjoy their cup of coffee, but also if you have an online business, you have to take the client through a process. So that's yes. called consult to sell. Then there are principles to take it out of just a, you know, one hit wonder or one deal at a time to turn it into a business, an ongoing sustainable enterprise. That's called connect, build, and grow. So there are things you can do to create leverage and to create an endeavor that goes beyond just the transactional aspect. And then this is fits right in with what you're doing, and that is success, thinking, activities, and vision. So it's all encompassed by that. And just kind of to unpack that a little bit, first you think the success thoughts, could be affirmations. It could yep. be coming from listening to podcasts. It could be coming from reading. Then you figure out the actions because you have to actually do it. It's kind of like I could think about writing a book all day long, but until I actually wrote the book. So you, yep. you have to commit to the actions and you have to, to, to do them. And then towards the vision. So you have a vision of where you want to go. Um, and so that is all that together creates a sweet spot of success. I love it. I love it. I want to talk more about uh, that limiting belief that you addressed and and got you into the momentum of writing the book. Um, when that first happened, uh, I imagine it was hard 
uh, or at least when you address the limiting belief and like, I'm the only one getting my, I imagine it was hard to get the, the rocket ship off the ground. What were some things that you did to get the party started to, to make it easier for you to just keep going? And then once you build the habit, we know that it's easier to keep it. But how was that? What was that experience like just starting something new and knowing that it was the limiting belief stopping you and you had to fundamentally change or do something different to get to the next level? Yeah, there's a quote I love. People do not decide their futures. They decide their habits. And their mm, habits I love that. Futures. So that's why it was so powerful about the habit of getting up an hour early. And I am not the only one that discovered that. I mean, if you will <laughs> talk to countless, and I am not a morning person, okay? So, and how you can ask Kyle L. Robinson, he <laughs> will tell you how many people say they're not morning people. The thing is, is though, it's, it's very powerful because when it, you make a commitment and you truly commit to something, then to see it through, it's if there's a habit associated with it, it's more likely to be sustainable because people's studies have been shown that people's willpower is a finite quantity. And it, yes. as time goes, as the day progresses, the ability to, to, to get yourself to do something just by willpower decreases. Yeah. So that's why starting in the morning and, you know, the reason why it's called a priority is because it's prior. It's the first thing. It's like what you, you know, put your attention on yep. is what is going to expand. And so I propelled myself out of bed with the knowledge that I, first of all, made the commitment. But then once I made the commitment, then I built a habit. And there's a lot of research on habit formation. We kind of talked about that. Another uh, study is about um, the how long it takes to build a habit. Yeah, yeah. And there's lots of research on it, but the one that I seem to find is um, is written by how, The Power of Habit. And it's... The Charles Duhok, yep. Yes, okay, you know Charles. So the idea that 66 days is what they found a lot of people, if you can focus on it for 66 days. So the first 22 days is you're really like an evangelist. Okay, so like... You met like anybody? Yourself up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you've met anybody that's got a Pelotron or is in the whole thirty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen to those people. I mean, they are evangelists. They are excited about what they're doing. And I was telling everybody I was writing a book, and so there is something to be said to putting that commitment out there. I set a date. I set about you know meeting everybody I knew and talking to everybody I knew. Written a book, and I I put in again back to the. It wasn't just that I thought about writing a book. I put into action the yeah. activities writing a book. Then the next 22 days is kind of an evaluation period. People are going like, I'm not sure I want to get up an hour early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a book, right? So you have to push through that. It's like a, a kind of a dip, if you will. And then the, the, the next 22 days often is what actually you're, you're going to get pro propelled into sustaining the habit. And so it's kind of a virtuous cycle that starts to happen after 22 days. You get the benefits of the habit. You get the benefits of achieving what you said you wanted to achieve, right? Yeah. And so um, I would say that it was the case for me. So this all started early um, October in uh, 2015. And so by the time I had gotten two months into it, I had really cemented the habit. And then by then I was deep enough into it that I wasn't going to stop at that point. I was, I was, I was um, seeing that 
it works, A, yeah, yeah. and B, again, back to the virtuous cycle, I was seeing the benefits of, of, the, of me actually doing what I said I wanted to do. That is very empowering. I love that. Yeah. And I love that you used accountability. I mean, you said evangelist. I call, I say accountability in the beginning, uh, telling other people, being excited about it, pumping yourself up. I think that's so important. I think that most people forget that. Uh, they're like, oh, I'll just keep it to myself or I'll write it down and I'm going to do it and I'll look at it every day. But, and that, that has some merit to it, but I think talking about it, telling it, that's such a brilliant way to kind of trick yourself into, into being excited. Um, what are some other tips that you have in that phase? Cause that's, that's like the hardest phase for me when I'm starting something new, uh, you know, is, is, is kind of sticking to it. Um, I'm excited about it for a couple of days. And then all of a sudden for my, my cycle is not even 60. It's like, <laughs> You're so, not making it to 60. So, 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 so the, well, so the 10 days I'm super excited. And then the next 10 days is when I start to question. Um, so, so how do you, how do you, uh, what are some things that you did in that questioning phase for you? It was that second 20 days where you're like, do I want to do this? You haven't really seen the benefits yet, but you're kind of there. What, what did you do to keep yourself moving in those days when you felt, when you felt down or when you felt like, Oh, I don't really want to do this. Is this really worth it? I've spent already 20 days on this. Like what did you do to keep yourself going? So uh, I had a benefit of actually seeing what happens when you sustain good habits um, in the sense that, for for my industry, lead generation, and I would say that's true with most businesses. And now that I lead generate for podcasting, I lead generate for the book, I'm like, these principles all apply. Yeah. And that is tracking. So for yeah. writing the book, I tracked how many, some people track how many words they write. I mean, I, you can, you know, Google other famous authors and they literally, you know, they even like Hemingway, you know, they'll say they went back and look at Hemingway's manuscripts and you could tell that he was like, I'm writing a thousand words today. And like, he would like, stop, literally, you got to a yeah, thousand, yeah. stop, you know? So I tracked the, because my book was a daily reader, I tracked how many days I'd written. So how many, what I called stories. So, uh, or entries. And so when I got to that number, then I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> and Love so it, it is, um, the other aspect to, to tracking the benefit of tracking, uh, is that you, it's a self accountability. So you can track either on activity. So like you can act, say, okay, for example, writing a book, I tracked, I'm writing five pages a day. So yeah. you can front load, um, that kind of tracking, you can say, okay, I know I'm going to be out of town for two days and the likelihood I'm going to write is pretty slim. So I'm going to work ahead. And that means I'm going to have to write, you know, so many extra pages per day, or you can yeah, do what's yeah. called backfill and you can fill back in. Uh, one of the, the best, um, I think examples is the one that comes from, um, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, I know this one actually. Yeah. You know this one? Okay. Yeah, so the wall calendar. Yep. I, I use a Google spreadsheet, but you know, the, actually the old fashioned wall calendar uh, where you, uh, you, you give yourself whatever it is you're tracking when you've done it, you know, you take the physically the, the marker and you mark through that calendar day on the wall calendar. And the idea is to not break the chain um, because there's, there's something that I, I guess, and again, in habit formation of the consistency, because there's like any diet or exercise program or whatever, when you stop, you give yourself that day off or whatever, um, then oftentimes you lose that momentum. You, you lose the, um, the, yeah. the, the, the habit, if you will. So the, the, those are a few, I employ all of them. Um, I would say, 
you know, those are probably the key, the tracking and the don't break the chain is probably two of the, and I find that other people that, that achieve success at a high level, they do similar things. I love that. Karen, I had a, a question that's been brewing, pun intended, in my ah! head. Um, so you, you're obviously very accomplished, successful in, in, in real estate. Um, why did you feel like it required a different mindset to be a successful writer? Um, like, why did, not, why did that success in one area of life not just automatically translate to the other? Well, I would say that it, it does. And that's where I was saying about the fact that what I found that worked for success in real estate sales, mm. those principles I find apply. And that's why the five minute success principles I find apply in a lot of people's businesses and lives and entrepreneurs is that, um, but the reason why I wanted to expand is because kind of twofold. One, I felt like I had a voice. I'd had a number of people, again, that had mentioned several times, you know, your, your stories really resonate. I remember them. Because I remember them, I actually can do them when I need them. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? I mean, so what's the value of information or inspiration if it, if it doesn't come to you when you need it and to yeah. be able to apply it, right? So I found that that was occurring. And so that led me to Oftentimes, again, when people achieve a high level, they're like, okay, it's time to make a contribution back, right? Because I have achieved this level of success, you know, and I wanted to, to give back. And the format of the book, and then that's actually how the podcast came about, was because in writing the book, I would be asked to be on podcasts with yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, great shows like yours. And I found that, you know, that I, that was reaching a whole different group of folks other than what I, you know, my normal sphere in the real estate space. And when that impact was starting to be, you know, reverberate back, I said, wow. So kind of like you, there's a lot of other people out there that are achieving success at a high level in business and life. And wouldn't it be amazing if they shared their five-minute success principles? So I think that that's, um, I still sell real estate. That's my primary business and livelihood. And I still find the mission to be very empowering to impact and improve people's lives. Uh, but But I have also found that, wow, this is like a whole nother, um, sphere of influence, if you will, that was that was that is out there, and I learned so much. I, I think that sometimes industries can become incestuous is the best way I can describe it. Like, they, oh, I do the same thing, say the same thing, act the same way. I, mean, I was like, is there no creativity here? I mean, like, let's kind of think, you know, um, outside the box, if you will. Yeah. And so it, it's a way to wow, expand into other, other areas. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, you answered it brilliantly. I, I just think it's so fascinating that um, I've always felt like once you achieve a certain level of success, uh, you almost like what got you somewhere isn't going to get you somewhere else. And so it's this consistent level, like you, you were so successful, but you had to wake up an hour earlier in order for you to start writing your book. Um, so like just that itself, I think that's what I was so so, uh, I guess, curious about in your own life and, and so, how that so shows I'm up. I'm sure you've heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. 
Yep. And the idea that we have, you know, these core needs, you know, their physical needs, and then we have self-esteem needs and connectional needs. And then the top need is to self-actualize yep. and to become our highest, best and highest and best self in real estate. When real estate's being used at its peak performance, if you will, or what it was designed to do, that's when it's at its highest and best use. And I think that applies with people and I, I find that it applies with myself and those people self-included if you're uh, reaching for what your highest and best potential is or highest and best use is that is an ongoing striving and I don't think there's an arriving yeah yeah okay to, so the striving is part of the, the thriving if you will and you're not really ever going to arrive and that is really actually the, um, at my age in life, I'm at the other half. And the more I go into those spaces that are new and outside my comfort zone, and I'm yeah. like uh, going to where, kind of like what Wayne Gretzky said, going to where the puck is going, I'm going to where it's going. It's like that is where, you know, the magic happens. Absolutely. So it's in the process, not the destination. Yes, Absolutely. I love and, that. And I think that there's another great book. Um, Elaine Gilbert wrote The Big Magic. Yeah, yeah. And that was another part of my epiphany on writing the book because in that book, she talks about how there are all these ideas in the universe and an abundance of ideas. And they'll come to people. And it's kind of like, okay, it came to you. So did you do any? This wasn't one of my other part of my epiphanies that really um, – made me when I, I said I had the epiphany that I had to write the book, but that created the urgency of how, why I had to do it then or now and not wait is because the idea will come. And if the person says, Oh, you know, I don't have the time or I don't have the money, which was yeah. mine was time. And I, that it'll go find somebody because if it's time has come for the idea to come into the universe, then it's going to go find somebody that's going to make it happen. Oh my gosh. Manifest it. And I, I was actually on an airplane when I was reading that. I was like, oh my gosh, not only do I have to write my book, I have to write it now. And that created this internal urgency that if, if out there in that space, there's supposed to be the five-minute success concept and that's going to empower people and somebody's going to do it, but you know, it's going to be me. <laughs> I am like, that was probably one of the, my favorite things I think I've ever heard anybody say. Um, I, I, that's so true. Oh my gosh. When you have inspiration, you're right. It's not just you having this inspiration. The inspiration is coming to you for a reason. And you're not doing it any service. If you don't take action on it, someone else will. Absolutely. Um, I mean, think about this podcast. I mean, what inspired you to create the Staying Grounded podcast? It was, uh, I, had a, uh, I had a mentor who worked actually for about 37 years for the same company. And when I was building Java Press, uh, this uh I mean, I was working full-time. So I was working a full-time job and building Java Press. And this mentor, uh, he had three months left until retirement. And he had a heart attack and died three months before retirement. And uh, it made me realize that we're all just shooting for tomorrow, 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 forgetting to live today. And so I wanted to create the podcast as a way of, of helping people bring back a focus to creating their best life today as opposed to tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's how it came about. And I, I just realized you, what you said was so profound for me at least. And just that you're right. 
um, if I wouldn't have done this, somebody else would have experienced the same thing. And somebody else would have either had a choice to make whether they wanted to take action and put this message to the masses or whether it was just going to be something that they kept to themselves. And I don't know what caused me to take action, but I did. And here we are. But oh my gosh, I just want to like give you a hug right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that you've done that, okay, so now think about this. You now have this muscle memory of what that feels like. Yeah. And so when I wrote my first, my first book, I, it was, it was painful. It really was. I mean, it's like stretching a muscle. You haven't stretched in a long time. I mean, pushing outside my comfort zone and doing things that were not, you know, in my skill set that I was, you know, achieving at a high level and, and very comfortable with. So when the podcast idea came to me, my book was a year old and my book said it wanted a podcast and I'm like, whoa, this is another one of these big magic things. I'm sure of it. You know, I mean, so yeah. like I didn't just have this thing happen and I moved faster the second time. And so that's where I would say the people that really self-actualize and achieve at a higher level, they move faster. And that will do one of two things. You will even find out faster that it doesn't work. So you'll fail forward faster, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or you will move at, you know, light speed because you will recognize that these opportunities are like they come along and they're, they're coming to you for a reason. And that that's why it's put on your, you know, heart or, you know, mind or whatever, what, what, however it's coming to you. There's a reason why and you'll live into it faster. That's what I've discovered. And I, I think that. you'll find the same thing. I, I love that. I'm going to start being more aware of that. So I imagine we'll have to follow up on this conversation. <laughs> um, but I, I do want to say this. So when when you have a stroke of genius, obviously there's fear that's on the other side of that, right? So how do you address the fear in a constructive way? How do you use the fear um, when these, because obviously like, you know, and, and I want to hear your take on it because when an idea happens, uh, you have this inspiration. You're like, oh, I want to do something about it. But then all of a sudden it's the, oh, what about this? What about this? What about this? Oh, I can't do this. So how do you, how do you challenge that self-talk and, 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 and still go forward? Well, there's, there's two things that I've learned and it's a learned behavior. Okay. So I think people think, oh, you know, the people that, you know, power through they're they're like, they, that came to the natural. No, people learned this. So yeah. one, is, <laughs> one is, is that use the fear as excitement. So, and you'll find this in theater and people that speak publicly, they will share that they too feel those feelings, that energy. It's like going, okay, I really did. But if you use it as excitement and use that to propel you into action. Yeah. And I would say get into action. So that's one reason why habits are so powerful because if what if you stop and think about it too long, then you'll talk yourself out of it, right? So yeah. <laughs> you know, turn the you tell the prosecuting attorney, you know, inner critic off and say, Okay, so you know, turn on the ways that it can work. Yeah. Okay. So what are the, because I I used to think, oh, I'm being so realistic. And this was something Hal Elrod said, and he shared, and he has been through many more, um, (laughs) you know, life events that would stop somebody, right, that I have, because, you know, he almost died in a car accident. And then, you know, he also had his business, you know, with the markets crash, his business crashed too, and he had to rebuild. And then, you know, recent health issues. So, He said, okay, well, why is that more realistic to think negatively? Mm. 
Okay, so like what, what benefit is that? I mean, why not put the energy and the time into focusing on what will work and how it can work and that what you focus on expands will expand the opportunity. Mm. And I'm not saying there are things you should stop doing if they're not working and not effective. And so I'm not saying that that means that, that um, you don't recognize that reality. Um, but at the same time, what makes that more real than the reality of what the future could be if you live into it as if it is now? That You're right. It's a choice. <laughs> it is. It's a choice. You have a choice. And I have a choice. And we all are choosing every moment. And the muscle will get stronger the more you choose the ones that are affirming what you want to accomplish. And then the other ones will just go away and, you know, or lessen in some way or you, because you aren't focusing on it, they're not going to expand. Absolutely. So what are some things you do every day to sort of practice this muscle? Well, I would highly recommend the Miracle Morning Routine because that has been proven by hundreds of thousands of people. Um, (laughs) And even before Hal Elrod put together the savers, uh, these are all been, you know, time tested through uh, millennial. But the, um, the savers, if you're not familiar with it, is an acronym for the things that that makes for a, a good morning routine. And the first one is silence or meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing or journaling. And so I find that a morning routine and you really, people will say, I don't have enough time. I'm like, well, so back to if you have five minutes. So it could actually be done in six minutes. You can do you know, one minute for each and have a power one. Um, so it, it, the idea is you decide, you make the commitment, and then that will in turn. So I kind of do it as part of my morning ritual with my cup of coffee and reading is I, I read some uh, motivational, spiritual literature and, and business and personal development books, but I also um, then read Five Minute Success, and that's a great segue for me getting into the business mindset for the day. Um, so you can even incorporate exercise. I do stretches while my coffee is, you know, brewing. Yeah. You know, I mean, these things don't have to. I think that people sometimes overcomplicate, and so yeah. make it so that you can do it. And what you will do it, you're more likely to sustain. I love that. So would you would you say that your like your, your daily happiness is in your routines. Absolutely. I think that happiness is a byproduct of achieving, well, first of all, living the life you love. Yeah. Okay. And then while you create and achieve the life of your dreams. So I think it's a happiness is a byproduct of that. And so it requires actual action it's kind of like back to what Gretchen Rubin said. She's like, okay, you, you too could be happy if you're doing what you say you want to do. So set up so that you're doing that. I love that. So you just said that. So um, you just said something, doing what you say you're going to do. I think that's so, that's so that's such a powerful concept because when you see yourself accomplish the things you say you're going to do, you feel fulfillment and, and, you, and you feel happier. And so like, you know, I know myself, I mean, I have small things that I put on my plate um, intentionally, like whether it be make my bed 
or small things like, uh, you know, just write down three things I'm grateful for or very small things. And then I'll make a point to check it off because that makes me feel like I kept a promise to myself. Do you have any things like that that you kind of have in your day that are like, like for days where you have something, either you plan something really big, like you're like, oh, I'm going to do this really big thing and it kind of falls short. Do you have things that you do to kind of make yourself feel good about what you did anyways? So I think gratitude, I would agree, is definitely a key component to recognizing um, when the good in life is occurring and what you want to create in your life that will then you'll be, you're, you're thankful for and that yeah. you can recognize. And so I actually use the five-minute journal. Um, I think you've also had those folks on the uh, not podcast. the five minute journals uh, uh, but I, I use a, a similar the best self okay yeah. so there's lots of great again i would encourage people not to like get so focused on exactly what it is it's more a matter of what you're doing um but the idea of you know, thinking of the things that you're grateful for in the morning and then bookending it at night yeah. uh, to think about what you um you know happened during that day and I think that that uh, a practice of gratitude is because there's things that happen every day to everybody that um, you know aren't necessarily on the you know top five of what you'd want to have happen in the day but you can also some of it is is how you reflect upon it and if you reflect upon it on what you can learn um, grow um, or take away from then that become it can become empowering for um, the next day and 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 so on so I think that the people I think sometimes think it's the big things that are what makes life meaningful and I and many times it's the daily the daily rituals the daily relationships that are where true meaning comes from and I think it's and I, I, I completely agree with you on that. And I, and I think it's really because when you learn to appreciate the little things, they happen more and more and more. And so when you bring your attention back to the little things that you're grateful for, whether it be a happy family or, uh, you know, a great job or the opportunities you have, whatever it may be, I just feel like it's a muscle that attracts and it's like a magnet. And so when you're grateful you almost like gratitude being grateful allows you to attract more stuff that allows you to be more grateful. And it's like this hamster wheel of positivity that just never stops running. Yes. Once you focus on expands, it it does attract. It's not necessarily though a, you know, tit for tat or, uh, you know, I do this and then this is going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I think sometimes people are like, Oh, but I was grateful today. And so, you know, why didn't think things happen? I think it's because, as um, it doesn't change the other people and it doesn't even really change the situation. It changes you. So it's an an Mm. inside job. And what, again, what you focus on expands. So if you're focusing on the things you're grateful for, then it'll expand your, what you see to be great, that you can be grateful for. And it also is more likely to attract other people in situations. We, in our business, we, 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 um, we're grateful for all of our clients, but there are certain clients that you come into our lives and we're like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, we would like to have more of you. (laughs) And so we focus on that because it's very tempting to focus on the problems and the situations that are challenging and, and we rise to the occasion and we obviously 
provide the best service we can. The thing is, is if we're constantly focusing on that, then that is what's going to expand. And so I think that that's where a practice and it, you know, if you think about anything else you practice, right? Practice means that if there's not an arrival point, you're always, you're always finding new ways to, you know, if it's exercise, if, if it's a meditation practice, you're always finding ways. And so I would say the same thing about gratitude. You always find ways to, to expand that. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Karen, if this has been such a helpful and enriching, uh, conversation i'm i'm enjoying the heck out of this just by the way if you can't tell by my smile absolutely me as well i uh, i find <laughs> you know it's kind of like masterminds and the purpose i think one of the beauties of masterminds is that you know i have a lot of these you know experiences and thoughts as well but it's in talking through it with you that then i really conform um how it how it can impact myself and others as well I love, yeah, I completely agree. Um, so if someone wants to, if anyone on the audience wants to learn more about the five minute success, more about you, uh, where can they go? How can they get involved with your world? Well, so a couple of great ways, the number five minute success, that's the website. And so there's a, you can reach out to me that way. The, the book is available on Amazon and it's also available in audible. The Real Estate Success in 5 Minutes a Day or 5 Minutes Success. You should be able to find it that way. We have a Facebook group. So awesome. that is a great way to connect with the community. Uh, the One of the uh, outcomes of writing the book and having the community is I realize we're all reading the same page every day. And so it's really powerful when other people are sharing their ahas and observations. And we also have other, you know, the podcast episodes are up there. So other ways to connect and get more um, content related to five minute success. I love that. Love that. And we will definitely make all of these resources available on our website. Um, Karen, I have uh, one last question that I ask all of our wonderful guests. Um, And uh, in the midst of everything you've achieved uh, from where you came from to where you are now, how do you stay grounded on a daily basis? I think that it is, as Jim Rohn said, success is nothing more than a few simple disciplines practiced every day. Mm. So it's practicing the disciplines every day. That's how I stay grounded. I love that. It's such a simple concept. And uh, it's, it's, you know, everyone's always looking for that next shiny. Big they are. <laughs> but, uh, Just success, back to the basics. Success leaves clues. And, uh, and you've left so many on this podcast episode. Karen, I just want to take another moment to say thank you so much for your time. Uh, for everyone who's uh, interested in learning more about 5-Minute Success and everything that Karen does, we will give all these resources um, on, on the website. So keep an eye out for that. But, uh, guys, that's a wrap for, uh, another episode of the stay grounded podcast. Uh, I'm your host Raj and this is Karen and, uh, until next time, stay grounded. We will chat with you soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of the stay grounded podcast brought to you by Java press coffee company. My name is Raj. And I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to make daily happiness a priority. If you're interested in learning more about how your morning coffee can turn into a consistent source of joy in your life, visit www.javapress.com to learn how our products can help you do that and use the coupon code podcast for 10% off your purchase. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.